Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it, plus a couple of less productive approaches. After two decades of coming up short, I realized I was focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm talking about a post that I entitled, Timing. Ever feel like things are not going as fast as you might like? Or alternatively, that they're going too fast? Maybe there's a goal you're working toward that you just wish would hurry up already and get accomplished? Or are you trying to get your bearings because the pace of the world around us feels like we're in a whirlybird ride at the state fair? If so, you're not alone. Time management is a practice we all engage in. Without it, nothing would get done, happen, or grow. Also, without it, we might find things to be chaotic, intimidating, and even feel lost. Wherever you fall on the spectrum, the fact is that we all have to manage our time, or our time manages us. Either our schedules are ruled by external forces, like that of a job or family demands, or we free fall because we have no demands, and we are just as lost as those who are dutifully, but vacantly, following along with their day-to-day infrastructure. There are as many versions of this as there are human beings on the earth. And since it is ubiquitous, without pride or prejudice for any particular cohort, at a minimum, I think we can agree that time is an awesome resource and quite likely our most valuable one. I've lived most of my adult life in the camp of having little or no quote-unquote free time for various reasons, from having a special needs adult child at home to pursuing a corporate career in sales leadership. And since retiring last summer, I find myself with so much free time, I am, at times, literally uncomfortable. One of the biggest challenges is that having free time means my mind is less preoccupied and also more vulnerable. Instead of my daily cadence consisting of service to others through some home or work responsibilities, I'm now availed of the time and freedom to do what I wish. And it seems like many of the activities I choose are complicated with an unrealistic expectation of just how long it can take projects, change, and evolution to show up. When I worked nonstop, I did not have space in my life to ask why something wasn't happening faster or why I couldn't expedite results. I had to roll with the schedules that made up every 24-hour period and get to the next day so I could do it all over again. Goals were reached and missed 
But the difference is that I didn't spend any time trying to control the speed of these outcomes. I didn't have it to spend, so I literally stayed focused on the next task and marveled at the accomplishments that inevitably showed up, like a promotion, and also felt the disappointment of something falling through, like a missed revenue goal. I was able to witness these outcomes without getting too engulfed in emotions since I was always in the throes of a vigorous schedule. Six months after retiring, I can now share my experience from both camps. On the one hand, when I worked full-time, combined with our special needs son's relentless care demands, I didn't have time to cry over spilled milk. But the drawback was that I didn't have time to celebrate accomplishments either. Now that I live in a space of openness, vastness, and amidst a more peaceful terrain, I have time to lament things I can't control, especially the timing of things. But I also have time to smell the roses. The best attribute of time management is that regardless if we are busy or dead in the water, time itself carries on. Our ability to connect with it may change, but time does its own thing. Seasons arrive and dissolve. Goals are attained or missed. But this happens at a pace which we largely do not control, whether we're busy or on a hiatus. The consistency of time having its own say, despite the way we try to manage it, is actually, or could be considered, a comfort and not a threat. If we think about it, the unfoldment of our lives happens independently of most of our intentions and actions. We may wake up one day and say, where did all the time go? Or something like, God, I didn't think that, parentheses, situation, job, relationship, problem, fear, and parentheses, would ever end. We can have opinions about the pace of evolution, but they carry little to no weight when it comes to timing actually doing its thing. Sometimes we need to relinquish our perceived control of what happens when, and just let life and timing take the wheel. The Sanskrit phrase, Sat Chidananda, beautifully captures this quote-unquote present but not necessarily controlling approach to life. Satchitananda is translated in many ways, among them, the joy of being. It means we are aware of timing and can impact outcomes in part, but that as we go, we are letting more so than getting. If it would be helpful to have a visual embodiment of the peace that comes with exercising the spirit of Satchitananda, or the joy of being, would be to purchase a flower that's closed at the time you find it. Put it in water and just watch the joy unfolds as its petals do. No rush, no hurrying up or forcing anything. The flower unfolds in its own timing, as does everything in nature, as do we, when we let ourselves roll with our own timing. So thanks for checking out this episode of the Healing Path podcast um, timing's a, a really good conversation uh, topic just because it's so subjective and people have very different experiences with trying to um, control it. And uh, it's just interesting to watch. So as I mentioned for myself, most of my life has been dictated by a clock in a calendar um, as an adult until just recently over the last six months or so when I now actually have time on my hands, which is a great 
<laughs> opportunity. And also one of the reasons I left my my corporate job is because I wanted to have some more time. But it's certainly not something that I can control. And now on this side of it, when I have more of it than I'm used to, I can see how it could be complicated no matter what role time plays in your life. So if you have any thoughts about this or comments, love to hear from you on the website, lisamcfarland.com. Any tricks of the trade and time management or things you have had a bad experience with, uh, we'd love to hear about those. So thanks again and stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, appreciate you listening.